Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey everyone, it's Fat Mascara. I'm Jess. I'm Jen. It is Friday. It is interview day and we are fresh off of CES. That is the Consumer Electronics Show. Unfortunately, I could not make it out to Vegas. Jen, did you get to Vegas? I went to Vegas once with you. I feel like I'm good on Vegas for a little while. (laughs) I like to do my CES journalism reporting post facto, calling up the people (laughs) Remember when we went in the wave pool? Why is like all the things we did in Vegas and all the things we've, that was my favorite moment was this random wave pool at our hotel. It was 107 degrees. Not in the wave pool. It was, no, outside it was. And my feet got burned. This bottom is my feet when I ran back to the I just feel like other people's highlights of Vegas are probably like the shows, the fountains, the whatever. And you and I are like, this wave pool is great. I think you say they were like much more like sorted, like the, their their. Oh highlights. yeah, I didn't even get into that. That's definitely <laughs> not your my vibe, but yeah, they went out. Yeah, yeah, but no, the wave pool was the most amazing thing in Vegas for me. Okay, but back to CES was an epic, epic CES. It was a banner year for beauty. We're going to talk all about it because we've got Gief Belouche here to give us the full scoop, and he was like, "This was a moment for Gief." It was. It was. So Give is the... He'll give you better 
you know, he's the global vice president of L'Oreal's technology incubator, but there's other parts to his job and a new title. <laughs> so I'm just going to let him, words. <laughs> I'm going to let him do that part of it when we, when we get into the interview. He has a PhD in biomedical engineering. And so he's at L'Oreal right now, but prior to that, he worked in pharma. And so he'll tell you more about what he does. But the group that he works for at L'Oreal, they're responsible for things like the smart brush that Karastas did. I think we talked about that. When Lancome had they still have customized foundation services, mm-hmm. like the nugget of some of the technology and innovation that is in beauty products that you and I use every day comes from Gives Group at L'Oreal. So we're going to talk about that. We'll also talk about CES. We'll also get to know him a little bit better. So yeah, let's go to the virtual studio, shall we? Let's go. Give, 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 give. Your title is Global Managing Director, Augmented, colon, Augmented (laughs) Beauty and Open Innovation. Please, in English this time, what does that mean? Okay, so it's every year that I'm at L'Oreal, my title gets longer. So I guess that's good. (laughs) That's good. Evolving, right? They like you. (laughs) I guess so. I don't know. But yes, I run basically two teams today in L'Oreal. I run the tech team, which is like all the stuff around beauty tech and all that. And now I've started running this, what's called open innovation team, which is all the partnerships that we do in R&D with everyone from microbiome to longevity to all the kind of startup relationships that we have in investment. So that's what that long title means. I think. That sounds really fun. At least for today. Okay. (laughs) And then in probably in five years, it might be something else. The more gray hair, the more on the title, I think. He'll have like an AI droid of himself by then to do the extra stuff. Yes, exactly. A Gen AI drone. What's the newest part of your title? Like what's the thing that they just added on? They just added the open innovation. Because I think for a long time we were doing tech. And I mean, I started the tech team 13 years ago when beauty and tech had just started. And I built everything with outside. And so I think at some point, my boss, who's the deputy CEO of the company, was like, well, you could do that for other parts of R&D too where you're kind of helping on the bio stuff and the biotech stuff. So that just happened a year ago. It's a re- I'm really happy. It's great. So just to give us like a very visual example, mm-hmm. because this stuff does seem abstract, what's one of the first things that you're working on? Like almost like a caveman evolution, the swamp pond thing, and then the person walking up, right? Yeah. <laughs> Jen's laughing at me, but you know what I'm talking about. You mean about when Jen. I first started 17 years ago? So you're calling me a caveman. Okay. N- n- no, oh, no, no, you're, no. No, you're, your work, your work. I'm just okay. kidding. <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> no, I am a caveman, actually. What's like, so, like one of your first things that you've done? And then what's the, one of the most recent things? And we'll get into the fun stuff you just debuted? Well, I mean, I've been at the group 17 years, but then I started the tech team 13 years ago. And so I think the first big launch we had was in 2014 when we launched Makeup Genius, which was the first augmented reality virtual makeup try-on on an app ever, and at least real time. And that was 2014. So that was 10 years ago. And then recently, just a week ago, we unveiled our new hair dryer called Airlight Pro. So 10 years later, we brought to the market a hardware device that uh, hopefully is going to do as well as Makeup Genius did. Because since Makeup Genius now, I think something like 70% of the retailers in the world have some type of makeup virtual try-on. So it's been a while. Makeup Genius, I remember that event. I remember that unveiling after work. And Jen, I think you and I were there together. Mm-hmm. trying on lipsticks. Like that was like virtually virtual trying on lipsticks. Yes. Virtually trying on lipsticks. Was it at your offices? Yeah, we did something at our offices. 
It was the first time that I met you, I think. Yeah, so it was at the high floor. Exactly. We had done it. Yeah, I think Carol Hamilton was there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was a really cool, very splashy. You could tell that things were happening in the, in the beauty space. So very cool. So you just mentioned the Airlight Pro. We're going to get to that nitty gritty in a bit, but that was debuted off of CES, which is the Consumer Electronics Show, yeah. right? So that's like for you, probably like the beauty Oscars, right? Yeah, for I you, mean, beauty tech Oscars for sure. For me, you're right because it's beauty. I you. get your point. For me, yes, it was, and it, I have to say, this year was a really special year because we had every year they do this opening keynote at the Consumer Electronics Show. It's mm-hmm. like, it, believe it or not, it's like the 57th year of the show. And a lot of things were unveiled at that show, like the first VCR, the first Bluetooth, things like that. And every year they open it up usually with a tech CEO like Samsung or LG. And this year, Nicola Yavanimus, our CEO, opened up. It was the first time ever a beauty company opened CS. So it was really cool. It's like 200,000 people go there. It's like the biggest thing. It's like you said, it's like the Oscars for, for me. And so he did a one hour keynote, which was phenomenal. It was almost like just seeing 10 years of our work. So we were so proud to see him up there. So it was really cool. That's fantastic. Well, why do you think that this was your year? Like why is beauty having such a moment at CES? Well, I think, you know, when we started 10 years ago and we went to CS, there were like no beauty companies at all there. But it's beauty is a really dynamic industry where people are constantly wanting new innovation. The changes in society, like when you look at gender fluidity, gender neutrality, all the things that are happening induce more and more changes and in, in quickly in how beauty evolves. There's this kind of essentiality of beauty that more and more has, we believe strongly about it and more and more is coming into play. And tech has found its way to bring some delightful, magical experiences in beauty our consumers have an appetite to use tech. And so for that reason, I think what was cool is the fact that people see us as a real part of the tribe at CS. And I think it took 10 years of a lot of proving it because the other companies have been around like TV companies for 50 years. They've had a a while to to showcase what it, it would be like to bring tech in their industry. For us, it's been 10 years. I think it took a good 10 years to showcase that we're not just there to sprinkle a little bit, but that te- beauty can play a role in how technology. I never thought evolves. about that, like earning kind of earning credibility yeah. in the tech space. Yeah, beauty's arrived. Yeah, <laughs> you know what else has arrived? If I knew, if I saw anything at CES this year, as I was going through the news, especially with the beauty companies that presented. AI. Every other person was like, well, we have AI. Well, we have AI. (laughs) And so, Jess and I wanted to dig into this a little bit because how would you explain artificial intelligence? And also, what isn't it? Because I feel like a lot of companies just like, it's made with AI and they just stick it on as like a marketing term, you know? And it isn't really. So can you explain what that is for a consumer, for a layperson? Well, I think there are a couple of things like, and first to your point about the fact that a lot of companies want to mention the buzzwords. I think people feel like today there's a necessity to talk about these things because they're all over the press and people are talking a lot about AI today because of Gen AI. The reality is like what I learned over the last 10 years is that what we really always have to focus on to create a great beauty tech projects is what people need. And a lot of times the answer to what people need even is not tech. Sometimes it's tech and sometimes it's tech with AI embedded in it. So answering people's needs and consumer tensions, I find, is the right 
avenue towards going in. So whenever I'm asked about what are you doing in AI for BTEC, as you know, we do have AI in a lot of things that we do. But the reality is when I start with the need, a lot of times I have projects that are just devices without being connected. Sometimes they're services and sometimes they're AI based. But to answer your question about AI in general, I think fundamentally, I think that when you have systems that get smarter and that can do things that are difficult to do as um, just normal, like human beings with our, you know, um, our own way of doing things. For example, one day AI will allow us to measure individual wrinkles and see how they evolve over time that we can't do with our naked eye. Or one day we'll be able to interact with real beauty experts with AI that truly understand our needs and give you advice that's way more in-depth than what we would see like a few years ago or today. And also AI will allow us, I think, to develop faster formulas and products for people. Because, And I think this is the part we've really invested strongly in, in L'Oreal, is this idea that we have thousands of SKUs and we believe strongly in the company that innovation comes from the molecules, like how they actually work on the skin and hair. Mm-hmm. We believe very much in that tech aspect, not tech like for the CES, but tech chemistry and how they work. And I think developing these kinds of molecules take time. And thanks to AI, we'll be able to use things to be able to help us understand what are the best new formulas we can create. I honestly think we're at the beginning. I don't know yet all the full depths of where they will go. I like that you said, though, that it's systems that get smarter, because I think a lot of people are mistaken and they think, oh, it's just like a robot did the searching for the new skincare molecule or fragrance molecule, not realizing there's also that feedback loop. That's what makes it intelligent, that the system will get smarter by searching one time. The next time it searches, it searches even better. Am I right to explain it that way? Yeah, totally. I think the more you, the better the AI is, the more it learns. I mean, this is exactly what we need as human beings. Exactly. So (laughs) I, I think that's, I mean, and anyway, for beauty consumers, it's very useful because we audition products, right? And we audition products. And if our, you know, we have real ways with our data to know if our products, which ones are right for us and how it evolves with our skin and hair and becomes smarter over time, it'll inform us to get the better product. So I think for people, it will be a benefit if properly developed. Yeah. I love that word, auditioning products. <laughs> yes. Yeah. To make the cut. One that made the cut for CES was Beauty Genius. Now this did use some artificial intelligence in its development, correct? Yeah, so Beauty Genius is a digital service that we have through our company that we acquired called Modiface. It's the same company that did the virtual try-on. And basically what it is, and the reason there's AI in it, is when you take a photo with your phone or you do any kind of capture on your phone, you have all kinds of lighting. Like right now when you see my face, it will be very different than, for example, if I were outside. And it's only thanks to training this algorithm that we were able to make it accurate. And the service is you go in, you take some images, of your face and it will tell you a diagnostic. It will tell you about your pores, your fine lines, your wrinkles, things like that. The way the AI was developed was it has like one piece, which is 150,000 images where dermatologists actually said, this is a wrinkle, this Mm -hmm. is a fine line, this is how big. And then we added a bunch of data after that was trained on this set. And that made it really accurate. And I think the part that's really AI-based is the accuracy part. It's like 90, 99% accurate to give you a diagnosis. So if it saw me right now, I have one of these beauty lights on, one of the influencers used to look good on camera. It makes me look like I don't have any pores. But it would know to correct, like, that girl's lying. She's got on a beauty light. We're going to correct for that when we address her skin. It can adjust the lights 
Yeah, the light, it will adjust. Exactly. It will okay. adjust for light. My secrets will be given up. Got it. There you go. And it's for you, right? So you won't have to share it if you don't want to. But the reality is sometimes we do want to keep our own data for ourselves. We don't want to share. But fundamentally, the more accurate it is, then the more you can take images over time and you can see how it evolves. And then if you can add to it, and I think this is going back to AI again, like what you could do, if you could add to it your lifestyle and where you live and your pollution and your hormones. And these are these little projects we've done over the last two years, we've partnered with Breezometer that has a really good climate tech app. We have partnered with Clue that does hormone. It's a period tracking app that helps us understand hormones and skin. If you start to put that all together, you can inform people more, you know, precisely about what exactly is happening with their skin and hair and how you can have the right products over time. That's so interesting. Wow. Yeah. Our, another innovation that we saw a lot about right after CES was the AirLite Pro. You mentioned that before. How is this different than other? Well, it's it's like a hairdryer, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's a hairdryer. How is this different than the other super high-tech hair yes, dryers? Give us a, the pitch. Give us the pitch. It's a fancy hair dryer. So I think it, this is really, to me, something I was very inspired because when I was talking to the founder of the startup called Zuby, who, who we've now invested in, that we did this project with, the story came with this idea that when you look at certain things that are really part of the day-to-day -day life of what everyone does, like we, you know, 75% of people in their homes have in the world have a hair dryer. So it's like a real, it's a gesture that people do every day. Wow. I, mean, it, it's, I was amazed too. I was like, so it's basically Not the Airbnbs I go to, but okay. <laughs> exactly. The Airbnbs may not have, but in your house, <laughs> I'm sure you have a hair dryer in your house. Hopefully I'm right. Okay. And the thing is, is that some of these have been using the same type of technology for like since their invention. I mean, and a perfect example is a hairdryer. Like for 70 years since the invention of a hairdryer, they basically heat the same way until today, until now, which is that they use what's called convection heating. So it's basically like what your toaster, when you turn on your toaster, it turns orange. There are these like little mm -hmm. coils. And the thing about that is that it becomes like super hot. And so when you touch your hairdryer right at the tip, it's really hot, it's over 250 degrees. And then it, it they, you want people to put it six inches away from their hair and it becomes half of the heat by the time it hits your head which the air and so and a lot of it's wasted in the environment which is why it's like the second most consuming electronic in your house today that's handheld oh, wow. like a, three times more than your microwave oven i mean it's really consuming a uses lot of more electricity and more resources yes. is that why in my old apartment it would always like short out yes that is why oh my god okay yeah i used to live in like a really old apartment yeah yeah and don't don't use a converter with a hair dryer it doesn't work i was just like, gonna say uh, when you go to europe with your american yeah. hair dryer and the hotel people yell at you that never happens but yeah exactly so don't do that what's the innovation here yeah. So what we thought about was, what if we were to be inspired by nature? And what if we were to say, okay, the reality is when it rains in nature, it dries a lot faster when you have sun and wind together, because it's the two that make it dry faster. And so what we had done is created a whole new paradigm shift on how to dry hair. And so the technology is, it has an infrared light, a specific infrared light that 
it heats, it's like hot, and it's a ring that's around the air itself. So the air itself is flowing, and this is encompassing the air as it's moving and heating it. And by doing that, you don't need the coils anymore. And so it does two things. It makes it less hot, but with the same level of efficacy, meaning actually even better, you dry your hair faster by 30%. And it's because the light is not only heating the air that's flowing, but it's also helping you dry the hair because it's shining infrared light on your hair with the wind. So it it dries faster by 30%. It uses 30% less electricity and it makes your hair a lot smoother by 59%. And it's because it's less harsh. Because today, a lot of people take the hair dryer and go really close to their hair, which is very damaging. I don't think a lot of people do the six inches rule. I, I don't think people are using half a foot away from their head when they do so. And for that reason, you're putting a lot of very high heat on your hair, which is much more damaging than using this technology. So we're like, we think it's a total breakthrough. I didn't even know light could dry hair. I never thought like heat. Yeah, makes how come sense. nobody did this before? Is it just they didn't think about it or is it just is it very difficult to do? I think it's in more in the middle of that where it's like the a type of infrared light that can really heat this type of air used to be very expensive and not very miniaturizable, meaning that you couldn't make it small. And so until maybe like five, seven years ago, and then there, there is a part of it, which is that people didn't think about it. I mean, it's odd because I've been doing innovation for almost 20 years. And sometimes I look at things and I go, wow, it's like so simple and yet simple in the idea. And yet no one has thought about that. And it wasn't us. I say it humbly because it wasn't us that thought of this idea. It was a startup that we <laughs> we worked with. So if it was us, I'd be a little bit more humble with the way he said, but he, the guy that created this uh, just really clever idea and inspired by nature and he thought and then he had the expertise to do it they, they patented over 150 patents on it so they also got to protect it well so it's just one of those timing things i think well, speaking of timing when can we when can we have it when can we try it so it's going to launch in may in european salon so you're absolutely okay. able to fly to france paris maybe take a trip to paris to go to the sun i'm guessing we you have european listeners yeah, be happy. exactly. I don't know if you do a hairdryer, I uh, get a hairdryer. So you probably want to wait, but in June, it will go to direct to consumers in Europe. And then in September, it will be in the US. So it's going to happen all this year. Do you know about what the retail price will be? Yeah, it's going to be around $399. So it's on the premium side. It's still, it's not the highest, but with the energy savings that you'll have on your electricity bill, if you're in Manhattan, you will make it up within 12 months. If you're in another country, it could be 18 months. That's how much we're paying to dry our hair and our electricity bill? I like yeah, that you've it, quantified it like that. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of savings. You consume a lot of energy. I just think air conditioning and heat is what uses it all, but of course, yeah. tools. Wow. So air conditioner is the number one consuming electronic, and then it's your hair dryer. So if you think your air conditioner is, then your hair dryer is just as, yeah, it's right the below. The more you know. Okay, speaking of hair, tomorrow, I mean, this is very la-di-da problems, but I'm very annoyed. I'm going to be spending four hours, two fro back, sitting in the chair at least, getting my color done. Okay. Yeah. I've got to get my roots done. 
It's very annoying. I heard that you've got a color innovation on the way, an at-home color, right? It is, yeah. This one is one of those ones that we actually created in L'Oreal, and it didn't come okay. from my team. We have an internal competition called Beauty Shakers, which is like every employee <laughs> gets to like come up with an idea, and you can come up with anything, right? So you could come up, like I could write something about the Outlook calendar invites. Like, I mean, you could come up with any idea. Beauty Shakers, yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's called Beauty Shakers. Fun, it's fun, and. There was an idea like seven years ago from someone in marketing, which was, again, going back to, and this is where like our discussion about AI and this idea of that, like starting with tech is one thing, but starting with what people need is another. The hairdryer is like 50 years. It's been doing the same thing. It's, it's damn It's more damaging to hair than people like they want it to dry faster. The hair color, we've had a lot of innovation in color chemistry where you have vibrant colors, less nasties, things like that. But we've been mixing it at home almost the same way for 50 years. It's like there's a bowl with like gloves and then this like plastic comb and the little timer and a box that you open. And that hasn't really changed. And so the, the idea was, what if we were to create a little device that could do everything for you and all you do is brush? And by brushing, you don't have to do all that. So you don't, and you also don't have to worry about the even application because we'll take care of it through the device oscillating at the right level and depositing the chemistry there. And that came, that came to this idea called Color Sonic, which is this device for hair color at home. I like what I'm hearing. Okay. I think I might brave it again. I, I had a couple of COVID flubs. Yeah, exactly. COVID, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> COVID mishaps. Yeah, and actually, you can watch it online, but Eva Longoria came on the stage with our, uh, our CEO and our deputy CEO because she went viral, I think, a few years ago uh, during COVID doing the hair coloration at home. So she's the one that unveiled That's it. That's right. Yeah, at CES. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm really interested in? I want to talk about, I love technology that helps us make a smaller environmental impact, like with the hairdryer, you're using less power. But what are some of the ways that you see in general, even if you saw other places at CES, not from L'Oreal, that technology could be used to help us lower the environmental impact in the beauty industry with all of our packaging and power that our tools use? What are you excited about in that space? Well, it's something that, I mean, our team is really passionate about the group, what we call green tech, which is like this idea that technology can play a role in sustainability. And, and the two examples we just talked about, like the hairdryer, of course, for us, we fundamentally want to build a, an amazing hairdryer because people should not suffer the consequences of sustainable technology development. And this is part of the reason why for so many they years- They won't adopt it, yeah. Yeah, they want to adopt. Like for it's been like thirty years since the electric car came out, but it's only recently that people are really driving it because they're great cars That's a good out point. there. And we have the same thing with the hair dryer. If it didn't dry hair faster, people, it's not the first. So there's that. So I think. In our conception of eco-design, we have to remember we have to build beautiful products that work and then bring sustainability. But that being said, to answer your question more precisely, I think there are a couple of new things that we're really interested in. We just acquired a company. We not we literally announced it at CS last week, which is called Gyoza, which is a water tech. It's like a company that builds shower heads that instead of reducing the flow of the water, they make the droplets a lot smaller. And so by doing that, they actually let the speed stays the same. So you feel like it's a shower that's just as strong, but you save 69% of the water for the environment. So water is a big one, Jen, that I think today we're in a 60% uh, of the world in 2030 will be water stress. It's not a uh, emerging country problem. It's going to become everywhere. So that's somewhere where beauty can play a, a large role. And so I'm really proud that we acquired 
this water tech company. It's not exactly in the kind of thing that a beauty company would do. And this is why I love L'Oreal because they take commitments really seriously. Then there's the packaging, like you said, where there's like lots of new regenerative packagings and ways to use. And you see that in conferences that are not just beauty and food, where people are trying to use a lot more sustainable and compostable technologies around packaging. Then there are things we're doing in the labs where we're trying to reduce water usage with our products, make it easier to rinse. That helps. And then I think there's also, this is an odd part, but this is something that we're working on too, which is our advertising digital footprint when it comes to uh, sustainability. Meaning when you send very high resolution images in your emails and things like that, there's an effect on Mm -hmm. the environment from that. And so we're working on some eco-tech around how to reduce their footprint, even on digital. L'Oreal would have smaller server farms out in the desert because it's delivering messages and visuals. There you go. Or we'd make it more, you don't necessarily need like the level of file sizes that you have to give people the experience they have and where you can reduce your footprint. I think people forget that that does also have an environmental impact because it feels like little magic elves send it. I don't think most people think about that. Yeah. I really don't. And especially like in a creative industry, it's the forefront of what you're thinking about is the product and what image you're putting forth, not necessarily the magic elves. Yeah, the magic elves. (laughs) We have to think about all of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Okay, so yeah, you've hinted that CES is about like Yes, you're you're putting out a product, but it's a lot of big picture thinking. It's a lot of possibility and inspiration. It reminds me of auto shows, seeing like the car of the future. It's not necessarily about something practical that you're putting into production, but showing people what's possible and making like the industry dream. Can you share an example of something that L'Oreal has put out in the past that didn't necessarily hit the market and go gangbusters, but you feel made a real impression on the industry. Yeah, I think, you know, it's funny because when I first started 10 years ago, I was so attracted to the tech part. So like I would go to conferences, I'd be like, you know, AI or, you know, and then I, as I got a lot more gray hair and I started to realize that the reality is we have to remember what people need. I stopped thinking about the tech piece, but I did think, you know, and I started really like talking to my team. A lot of the people on my team have been with me since the start. So I've been very lucky. I think that we have like almost 10 people have been with me more than 10 years. And so we've seen this kind of evolution. And at some point we're like, we're really optimizing our projects now to build things that really will help people and business. But there are some special projects that we still want to do that may not be huge PNL drivers, but are important for our values. And so I give you two examples and it goes to your question. One is our latest project called HAPTA. So HAPTA is a collaboration we did with Alphabet, their health division called Verily. And it's basically, they have this incredible technology they acquired from UC Berkeley, which is like a spoon that it using AI sensors will understand your movement and your tremors and it will adjust. So the spoon part adjusts while you may have a hand or arm mobility issue from Parkinson's, from paraplegia, from, and this is one in 10 people in the world today that if you remember Selma Blair had this post where she couldn't apply her makeup because she had issues with MS and things. And I think these people want, they have the same spending power as the other nine out of 10, and they have no access to be able to use their own hands to apply makeup, to do the basic things that they want in life. So we worked with them and we built an applicator. 
And it's true that it's not probably going to make billions of dollars for us, but it's important because when we talk about inclusivity, when we talk about creating the beauty that moves the world, which is our motto, we want these one in 10 people to be able to have access to beauty even if it's a small portion of the one out of 10. And so we do things like that. We also did things around technology that helps you understand your exposure to UV for melanoma, which again, it wasn't a blockbuster in sales. We sold it at the Apple store as the first beauty product, the Apple store, but getting some verbatims of people that were like, I have, I have like generations of family that have had melanoma. And thanks to the sensor, I got to understand more about my UV exposure. These kinds of projects, we do them and we make decisions on our team that, okay, we will do them even if they may not be the next billion dollar revenue stream. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts, not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. everyone is Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how Aloe Moves helps us stay fit. But May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings or even just like a bad day is to hop on alomoves.com and reset. Allo Moves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Allo Moves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on alamoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. Find yourself together when you join Alamoves. Join the community on alamoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's alamoves.com code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's alamoves.com and the code is MASCARA20. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. 
Ritual's Highest Air is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp, something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. Well, you know, it's funny. Maybe this is just where my head's thinking. You mentioned two of the projects that just as a journalist, I feel like we're covered more than some of the other projects yeah. that maybe were more commercially We've successful. We've talked about both of those on our podcast. Yeah. yeah. And I've seen them covered like in the press more than probably some of your other projects. So yeah, they've pushed L'Oreal's values forward. But I think I can't think of, and it's not like a slight to other beauty companies, like L'Oreal is this huge, massive company that you can't compare necessarily. But yeah. I don't know of other beauty companies who are able to do those kinds of things. So it almost feels like a res- maybe a responsibility or maybe like a, a privilege to be able to do those sort of things probably as both. a huge company. Yeah. yeah. I think you're right. I think it's both. I mean, I think you have to have, first you have to have really strong values and that happens no matter what company you are. If you have strong values, you care. But then you need the resources, you need the backup from your CEO, you need the money, you need the time, you need to be able to balance the time and not a lot of people. And the talent. The talent, the collaboration collaborations, sometimes maybe even, you know, working with a startup, you you need to have the right open innovation strategy, things like that, that maybe not everybody can do, doesn't have the time to do so. But to your point, I think it's also a responsibility we can take for the entire industry. Like it's, I would be more than happy to see more of these pop up, even if it's my competitor, yeah. because I, you know, all of us have, so, and I think this is why they're covered in the press a lot. All of us have someone in our life that have some kind of hand or arm mobility issue. Like we can all think about somebody like I have someone in my family who has rheumatoid arthritis. I had someone who had paraplegia. So like second degree from my family, but still. So when you capture that, you, it, people feel the emotion with it. Completely. Yeah. And I, th- I think it is probably inspiring to other large companies, large and small, like look what they're doing. We should also be speaking to this audience. We should also be raising awareness in this way. So yeah, I think it, it speaks to what you guys are doing as, as leaders and it's it's very inspiring. And then let's talk about some of those bigger commercial successes. What has really driven some big sales for L'Oreal that's been a, you know, a CES moment? Or that came out of your group? Yeah. Came out of my group. Well, I think, you know, there are a couple of like, and it's odd because I get questions a lot of times from financial media, you know, or some of the more outlets like that are really focused on finance and things like that, where they ask this question um, very directly. And I always say, well, you know, there are a couple of ways to look at it. The first is indirect revenue, right? So like I mentioned to you, when we started Makeup Genius, 
that was 10 years ago. There were 20 million downloads, but it was seen as, you know, it was still at the beginning. Now you have 70% of retailers around the world that use this technology and you convert more. So people that are, we have an ocean of choices today. So having diagnostics, having virtual try-ons to, to guide us, allow us to get to the better product. And if you have a really good virtual try-on, a good diagnostic, people will trust your brand and it will convert more. So we have seen, and, and to be more concrete about that, we have a little diagnostic device at the point of sale that's called Skin Screen that's launched by six, seven of our brands. And you go and you take an image of your face. We find that with that technology, we can almost go 10X higher when it comes to conversion rates. So it's incredible. I mean, it's indirect. It's not able to measure, but... Wait, showing us how many wrinkles we have and then we add to cart? Is that what is I'm just putting crayon here. When you go to the store, because <laughs> it's in the store. Yeah. You're oh, it's in lost. the store. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's in the store. So, but you're lost, right? You're not lost, lost, but you want to know what's the right thing and you want proof. You don't leave frustrated. You got some help. So you left with yeah. what you came in for. I get it. Like, show me what I have underneath my skin. Like, show me so that I know I'm using the right thing, right? Got it. Then there is direct sales like we were discussing. So there, if you look at the hairdryer, for example, it's a $10 billion market. It's growing super fast. And like I said, three out of four people have it in their homes. So I think the chance that this, we hope if people are delighted as much as we are with the hairdryer, the Airlight Pro, that this could be a big business for the company eventually. And we've done other ones like our Steam Pod, which is a hair straightener that we do that does very well. And a skin device we just launched in China that is with Lancome. So yeah, we have, I think there, it's soon, it's becoming, and maybe is already becoming a force to reckon with even for business value. Keith, I've, as you've been talking, I've been thinking, this man needs to run for office. You're very <laughs> good at hope and innovation and make, spinning things positively, <laughs> Thank <you>. right? <laughs> yes. So take off your little politician hat. I have a okay. question. In okay. the beauty industry, be no, you don't have to be negative, but I'm thinking about Sometimes the beauty industry gets really excited about things and it's ahead of the, it's too, it's too soon. We weren't yeah, yeah, ready yeah. for it yet. Sure. Or like I saw it, so yes, it wasn't a L'Oreal product. They, they demoed their little manicure thing and it didn't work. And like, I was oh, like, I know oh, what you're God. talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I felt mm -hmm. so badly for them. But like, what has happened in the last decade that you were like, oh, we're, this is too soon, too soon. We're not ready. Have you, is there any technology innovations that you've thought of that you were like, Give us another 15 and then it might work. Yes, there are. First of all, thanks for telling me I'm optimistic. What was it that somebody said once? Like, if you're half optimistic and half anxious, then you're a good innovator. Oh, okay. So that's your personality. There you go. Okay. Yeah. I'm just not showing on a podcast my anxiety part, but don't worry. It's there. No, um, I feel like your eyes are giving it. Now I'm seeing the other side of me. <laughs> exactly. Let's turn on the negative. Of, no, I, think, I don't need to turn um, on the anxiety. No, no I'm not kidding. at all. It's okay. It's very easy. I can just, just uh, think about all the things that we we're doing today that are challenges. No, I think there are a couple of things that I really believe need time. One is a connected mirrors. Like we've been talking about connected mirrors for a long time and this idea that. What, what's a Connected mirror. You know, like you go, you have in your bathroom this mirror that you put above your sink and it tells you information about your beauty. And there were times where we saw a lot of these concept cars. We seriously considered this area. So I'm not to say that people make, you know, to to poo-poo on others. But the reality is it's just like people have not adopted these kinds of connected mirrors in their house. And I think that's the thing is like we have to remember what people have adopted. 
Is this like a mirror that's like your skin is drier today? Yeah, like exactly. that kind of thing? Yeah. Like you would go in front of your sink every morning and it would say, and they were like, a lot of times you'd go to electronic shows and, and not only in beauty, they would show you like, you could see all this stuff in your, but today the only time I've ever seen a real mirror in my life connected is in the hotel rooms that are expensive that have like a TV inside, which by the way, I don't think I've ever looked at. So I, I think that's just not there yet. I don't think. I don't know if I want my it's mirror an to give me that place in your home. That's another thing. Do you want it? That's another, maybe that's a reason why it hasn't been yeah. adopted. And then there are other things like one day having electronic makeup where you have second skin like makeup or you, you have like, you know, like the Hunger Games where you like look really, uh, really futuristic or things that we dream about maybe that it's just, or robots that will do things like cut your hair or. The Judy Jetson machine, the app makeup applicator. Yeah. But again, I think if you fall into that trap, it's because you've thought about the tech and not about what people need. Because like you just said, Jessica, you're like, I don't even know if I want that in my bathroom. So like, we need to think about what people need. And that's when we don't fall in the traps of over-engineering a problem. Like the hair color tool that we have, it's not connected. It has no AI. It just helps you mix the color and apply the product and maybe more beneficial than a connected mirror. Were you a gadget kid? Were you like the kind of kid that needed the Game Boy the day it came out? Yes. So like I was a real nerd when I was growing up. I was not the cool person in the, in school at all. And my mom would always tell me nerd is fashion. So you can imagine how nerdy I was because she's trying to like <laughs> make me survive, I guess. Which she told you when you were little that nerd is fashion. Yeah, nerd is like it's in it's in like fashion right now. I was like, really? That's cool. It doesn't feel like it, but OK. <laughs> Where did you grow up? I grew up in Berkeley, which is a, a city next okay. to San Francisco. Yeah. You're primed for this space. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That probably was a little fashionable, right? I don't know. I'm not. I don't I know. Well, maybe Berkeley, for 10%, so. maybe for the nerds, it was fashionable. <laughs> okay. but, I don't know. but I mean, in the Bay Area, you have a lot of diversity. So it's easier, I think, if you have that. But yeah, and I was always into tech and gadgets. I mean, I ended up getting a PhD in biology. I never even went into tech, but I love the new stuff. So like, I'm probably one of the few that's going to buy that Vision Pro from Apple and use it at home. Tomorrow is the pre-order. So I'm sure I am one of those people. Yes, that gets it. That's funny. I was going to ask you what, it didn't even have to be beauty. What are you excited about for the future of technology? And that's a very practical answer right there. You're going to go buy yeah. that tomorrow. But is there anything else that as we, as we wind down here that you just can't wait for, you're really excited about? Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's the geeky side of me, but I think in terms of like the real things that make me super excited, I am just like really in a strong belief that one day our hands and our fingers will no longer be the barrier for us to do amazing things. Maybe we talk about people around, like let's use a beauty example. Like today, if you want to do your eyebrow or you want to have this look that you see on Instagram, you have to be very good at stencil work. Like you, there may be a gap between your dreams and your desires of what you want to achieve and what you can do with your fingers. And I think tech is going to remove that. We're going to be able to do things that we, anything that we've wanted without having to have that expertise. And I think there's that. And then there's all these things like the autonomous world will bring, you know, this idea that one day we will have so much more autonomous cars and all these kinds of things that will change the way we live life. And maybe electronics that are, are augmenting people, which uh, could help us do amazing things. And this excites you. 
I, I am. I think like I see it as a positive, you know, look at evolution. Like since the beginning of time, we've been able to do so much more now than we were a thousand years ago and in a thousand mm-hmm. years will be the same. So, yeah. And then the health space. I'm very excited about that. This idea that one day we will live a lot longer because of the fact that we're going to have much better medicine and things. There's a lot that excites me and the vision pro, of course, so I want to watch my <laughs> movies on my Apple vision pro, but uh, yes. Before we we do our fat mascara five with you, I've been looking at your hair this whole time and loving it. First, do you use a blow dryer? Are you going to be a customer of this new dryer? I, I swear to you, I do. But only since I got the blow dryer, and it's because I have a rule in my team, which is that when we develop products, we have to use them. I've used the lipstick that we've had in our perso. I haven't gone out with it, but I've used it so I can see how it works. Because I, like I this belief that you have to try. But after I started using it, I realized, especially when my hair gets on, my hair grows really quickly. So like when it gets longer, it does help a lot to have that. So yes, I am a user. To of shape the style. So what products do you use every day? Like, okay, you're going to use the new dryer. What is locking in that style? I need to know. Okay, first of all, this is all genetics and it's all gray hair. So it's not, I'm not sure it's style exactly, but it's what I have. And I have a Kerastasa styling product that I use. That's a clay that just whoosh, it brings it up really fast. And I have a great hairstylist in Paris who just cool. like is a, his, his name is Hovig. He's just this like, incredible hairstylist. He's so like, it's like, he's an artist, you know, it's like when he, when he does. So I'm like lucky to, to have him. So I, all I do is wake up and just take a shower, do the Kerastase pomade, put it up, yeah. blow it into shape. There you go. What, what other products, any skincare you use every day, cologne, Oh yeah, I'm a user. I'm a beauty user. I can tell you That's for sure. That's what we want to know. He's a Share user and fam. an abuser of skincare. I love Margella cologne. So and I love mm. Margella fashion too. So like it's one of my favorite. So I was so happy when we bought acquired Margella. I love Aesop products when and we just acquired Aesop. So for their um, sh- uh, shampoos and their body washes. And then for my skincare, I'm an avid fan of SkinCeuticals. It's our brand. That's a dermatological. You're just brand. giving brands. I need specifics. Which Margella are we doing? Jazz Club. I like Jazz Club. I do. Mm-hmm. I like especially the candle, but even the um, cologne. I like retinol at night, sunscreen from in the morning. Skin suticals. From skin suticals. Retinol at night, sunscreen. Uh, and then I use the antioxidant with proxylene on, um, for under eye with also SkinCeuticals. Oh, that's like the newest antioxidant serum. Okay. Yeah. And then the Aesop one, it's just one. They have one body wash that, uh, that's the uh, one shampoo that I really like. It's called like the, the shampoo, I think it's something like that. It's a very general name. And I like that a lot too. But I mean, I love our products. Otherwise it wouldn't be 20 years. It's a little rundown. Well, you have a lot to choose from in the L'Oreal stable. So it's understandable. Me too. Yes. Yes. Um, Jess, do you want to do the FM5 with Geek? We're going to hit him with the FM5 and then we're going to wrap up. Okay. So what was the first grooming product you ever fell in love with? Oh, wow. First grooming product I ever fell in love with. Um, Before I joined the group... I really liked Hoho, how do you call it? Jojo, J-O-J-O. Hoba, thank you. There's a Hoba shampoo that I loved so much. So that was a, a product that I used. It was, I forgot the name. It was a small French company. Very Berkeley. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It just like smelled very good. I guess that's the first product I remember that I was just very, and cologne, obviously, like was, I love, I fell in love at some point. At the, uh, at oh, the were you like a Drakkar Noir guy? Tell us. I liked Aqua Dijo back in the day. It's like, and and you That's know what? Cool. It's still a great seller. And yes, we do own it. But I did like it even before we, I joined L'Oreal. It's a classic. It's a solid Yeah, fragrance. it's a classic. It's I don't know. Now I like Margella and maybe a few others. But yeah, I liked it then. Okay. What is your most used app? 
What do I use the most? Probably Instagram outside of work stuff. I mean, my most used app is my text message and my Outlook probably. Right. I was going to leave those out of it, but yeah. I was looking for something like a little surprising, like, I don't know, like a Gives productivity app or like Can I some tell weird you, I'm tech app. I'm a lot app. more boring than you think I am. I was like, oh, thank you for the credit. This is so disappointing. Like, all re- <laughs> He's just like us. Yeah, I know. I'm not like, I don't have, I didn't create an app or anything. I'm not one of those people. <laughs> yeah. He's just a user of technology. Yes. He's not. <laughs> but I think I'm like really an image person. So I like love, I can see I like to watch images and pictures all the time. But yeah. I get you. Okay. What is the innovation that you should thank God for daily? Like, what is the piece of technology? that you're like, I am inspired by this. And it doesn't have to be a beauty thing. I'll give you uh-huh. mine. Okay, what's yours? Maybe this is just a weird thing that I do. Maybe it's maybe I'm actually the, the tech head. Every day when I like throw in a wash, I'm like, thank God for my washer dryer. What did they do before this? <laughs> okay. Is it just me? Genius answer, Jess. Am I like a 1950s housewife? I literally waltz around the house and I'm like, the dishwasher. I'm Thank with you. God. I don't, I never thought of that, to be honest. So it's is not that, that it's weird? just you, but I do, it is true that sometimes you think about, can I tell you that this is a really geeky answer, but I'll tell you now that I have my electric car, the Tesla, you know, when we moved from horses to cars, I feel yeah. like when I go back to a regular car, I'm like, oh my God, I have to have a key. I need to remember where my car is. I have to go to a gas station, like all these things that like mm-hmm. feel like the past. And I thank God every day for my car. I think that's my recent one. It's not a geeky answer. That's the answer that I, I was asking for an answer. Okay, and fine. that's a very okay, real good. answer. I think I gave you a pretty geeky answer. But you helped me get the answer because you told the story of the... Because <laughs> I did the out of myself as... What do I think of every day that I think thank God for the new one? No, I thank God about technology literally like every day. Okay, what is a bad habit of yours? I multitask too much and I'm learning. My wife is teaching me how to do that less. So like I definitely don't use my phone while I'm at dinners as much as I used to anymore, but I need to listen, like be more in the present. And I think that I'm the kind of person that I have a million things in my mind. And I have to say living in France has helped me on that too. They're like a lot more centered in the now in um, Europe than they are in the US, I feel. So that's helped me, but it's still a habit that I have this bad. So like, if you see me and I'm just like, oops, I got something, you know, you'll, you'll let me know. You told me that's your bad habit. I got you. No, that that makes sense. And that's something I think a lot of us have to work on. Okay. It's your average Saturday at 12 noon. What are you doing? What do I do on at 12 noon on Saturday? I told you I'm not as fun as you think I would be. None so. of the, nobody's answers are fun. Nobody, really? they're always okay, very disappointing answers. Yeah. Exactly. Like I'm water skiing. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, I, I, <laughs> no, <laughs> once in a while, someone will have like a fabulous answer. And most people like, yeah. that's why, that's why this question's interesting. What is this? Yeah, it's true. Give it us your mundane answering. I wish any one of my friends would answer this. It would be a lot more interesting than me, but I play tennis. So every week on Saturday, I go and I play tennis and oh, for it's, I've been playing tennis for a long time. It's like, I, I think I'm a creature that likes consistency. I'm not very spontaneous, so I could do things if I could every week at the same time, at the same place, with the same person. Saturday, um, Saturday yeah. mornings, he's on the courts. Yeah, there you go. I'm on the courts. I'm on the courts. I'm very competitive. So it's like, I may not, I'm not as good as my mouth is when I talk. <laughs> You're like a trash talking like, tennis player? Yeah, I am. Totally. <laughs> I we, we compete. Like, even ping pong. Like, just don't play anything with me. It's like a disaster. Oh. I'm very competitive of everything. Yes. 
Okay, this tracks. We've gotten a real picture of your personality. This has yeah, been so this is good. <laughs> that this part is good. was a surprise to me, but I loved it. But really, Jess and I just want to thank you so much for coming on and talking about all the innovations that you're working on. Thank you. Thank you so much. And it's nice to see both of you. And Jess, it's really nice to see you. Every few years we have this moment. So it's really great to see you. Thanks so much for always thinking of us. We hope you enjoyed the show. It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better. Head over to iTunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com. We also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. To share a Razor One product review or to ask a beauty question, email us at info at fatmascara. If you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646-481-8182. Thanks so much for listening. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's Highest Air is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp, something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. That's the sound of another sale on Shopify. In store, Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in person. From payments to inventory, Shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash retail 23. Shopify.com slash retail 23. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 